Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Two weeks ago on episode 478, tonight's guest came on and shared several dogman encounters he's had with us. He's had more experiences than the ones that he shared on that show, so I asked him if he'd come back to share those experiences and answer some questions I have for him. So on tonight's show, he's going to share those encounters he didn't have time to share with us and answer some questions. Of course, I'm talking about Mike Colantonio. Mike, thanks so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. If you've had a Dogman encounter and would like to speak with me about it, whether in private or on the show, please go to dogmanencounters.com and submit a report. If you've had a Bigfoot sighting and would like to be a guest on one of my two Bigfoot shows, please go to mybigfootsighting.com. Mike, last time around when you told us about those encounters that you shared with us, there were several that you've had that you didn't mention. Would you mind telling us about those now? Yeah, sure. There was one that happened, and uh, I, I normally don't give locations, um, but that, that more or less boils down to my protection of the Sasquatch. These dogmen, I, I I don't really have any relationship with them where um, I feel like I should, so I'll just dive right in and tell you. Um, one of them was at the an asylum, uh, more or less, which has been turned into a 
a place where you can come in the daytime now. It used to be a place when I was a kid. It was it's called Kings Park Psychiatric Center, and it was in connection with Pilgrim State Psychiatric Center. But Pilgrim State is still somewhat open to this day, and Kings Park is not. And it used to be a place that we would go when we were young, uh, about, you know, young teenagers, and we would park far away and sneak our way onto the property and find some of the big scary buildings and find our way in if we could. And if we could, who had the most guts to stay in the longest? And obviously, you know, you tried to scare each other and this and that, but little did we know how much could have been possibly lurking in there. You know, we were under the impression that at the worst we were going to come across maybe somebody who uh, was less fortunate and didn't have a, a, a roof over their head and might be in there and might protect their, you know, domain. And that was pretty much as far as we thought. We didn't really necessarily believe in ghosts or anything like that, but it was always said that it, it was haunted. And because of all the history and things that have happened there, from women uh, dropping their children out of the uh, high story windows and things to that effect. And, uh, you know, just very many, many, many horrible, horrible things that you can hear. And I did actually work in uh, Pilgrim State for quite a while as a housekeeper. And uh, I did go into multiple wards. And there there are some things that go on in there that, you know, you most people might not be able to handle. Now, fast forward to many, many years later, which is about two years ago, I was protecting it still. I was calling it uh, the Forgotten Land. I believe I was categorizing it as uh, I've come up with little names for places to protect locations. And uh, I remember coming through the woods and I went through where I had parked. I went through the woods and I came down and I had found some structures and things, but they didn't necessarily look like they didn't look man-made, but they didn't look like the normal Sasquatch things I'm used to. So I was kind of confused, but I went about my business and made my way through and I came up and the other side, it was, it was down like a big bowl, you know, and I came up the hill on the other side to one of the huge, huge buildings. And these are massive, very, very massive, massive buildings. And I was scanning it and going near it and, you know, just kind of filming it as I went. And I got close to it. And a couple of times I had panned back towards the wood line and then, you know, returned back and would film the building. And I was making a video for my channel on YouTube. And so I was just talking and kind of somewhat distracted, but I had seen something behind me. and. It didn't quite look right, but I, again, I know I've said this before, but I have to reiterate, we don't have bear here. We do not have coyote or wolves here. So if it's doesn't look like a deer, you know, uh, or it's a bigger than a deer or hairier than a deer, chances are it's a cryptid. And hence why I call it the cryptid playground. So you'd imagine this abandoned place with all these places to go and even underground tunnels that are exist from us uh, might be even more of a playground but uh, i remember when i came back i turned back and this particular one you can see it 
this dog man is standing there staring at me and you can size him up next to the tree and there's a fire hydrant there. And as I went, you know, earlier down into that fishbowl of a wooded area and then came back up the hill, I'd say that the climb back up the hill across the board was about a 10 foot drop. And you can see as he just backpedaled, he or she, I'm not sure, but as he or she just backpedaled down, down the hill, she just kind of faded away because I was on a completely flat surface. But as I have my camera on it, it must know that I'm coming back towards that way and that my camera's on it. Was it watching me? Was it stalking me? I don't know. That's that's kind of up to the listener and the viewer's um, discretion because I don't have an answer to that. But I do know that that was a sighting of what I would categorize as a dogman for sure. That being said, that was pretty much the... Last time something happened there for quite a while. And then I was back with another guy and he comes out with me sometimes. And he's one of my morning guys. He likes to come out and he, as long as we go out early, early, he's down. And that's one of my favorite things to do is go out, you know, pre sunrise and kind of catch everything nocturnal that's going back and everything that's waking up coming out. And my theory is that that's kind of a cryptid uh, shift change as well. So there was this particular time we were out there very, very early and we were watching a deer. And we, we didn't see the dog man at all. Not at all. It was as stiff as a board. And it was hunched down. I mean, just like a dog would lay, say, you know, if a dog saw a rabbit in your yard and it laid down and just kind of stared at it and didn't want the rabbit to know it was there. And it even put its tail down because it didn't want to wag its tail and give itself away. Just like that, just like a sheepdog would, you know, like just went straight down. But we didn't see that part. We just saw it down at this point because as we were watching the deer cross through this same fishbowl area of woods, same exact one as last time, it crossed, 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 and we're watching it. And then as it almost intersects, we see we see the dog man there. And he is laying there. And he is, mind you, just dead still. And it let the deer go by. And we just kind of decided to address it, speak to each other about it. And we decided to take our quickest leave in the other direction, out of the tree line. And, um, you know, that was that whole... Uh, location in a nutshell. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There were other ones that occurred. Um, One was in Montauk. I thought I was looking at a Sasquatch. It turns out it had it had some pointy ears on it, and it doesn't quite fit the bill for what for what a Sasquatch would be. And I thought it might have been a juvenile Sasquatch, but there's there's so many different things out there that you have to really, really you pay attention to detail. And sometimes, sometimes right away, what I want to be there might cloud my judgment because I'm like, oh look, it's a Bigfoot, yay! But then it's it's not. And on this occasion, I think it was uh, it was a was not. So that being said, it didn't move. It, it it pretty much looked like it wanted to be as it wanted to project itself to be as much of the log as it could be. It wasn't necessarily, you know, in the log or on the log, but it was directly with it. You know, it had itself proportioned perfectly against the color it was the one tree in the entire place that seemed to match its coat perfectly you know because the tree happened to be dead i believe and that was the other time and again it just was something that we looked at i called my buddy over i said hey do you see this and he was like wow man like i don't know how you pick these things out like he's like how do you see them out of all this woods like how do you just hone in on them and then i said you know i do this every day but i just said do you see it and he says absolutely and i said what do you think it is he said i cannot explain that to you and i said okay so i called over another guy and i said hey do you see this and he you know with the same you know, same breath said, like, oh, my God, like, I, I don't know. And I said, okay, all right, thank you. Like, I just kind of wanted some confirmation because I don't usually have confirmation. So I appreciate you guys. And those were probably the uh, two that maybe we left out last time uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, Vic. What happened at Stony Brook? Stony Brook has these huge, huge, huge grounds and a lot of places are unused and i won't give a specific to where it was necessarily because i don't want anyone to go chasing this type of stuff down uh, especially at night but there is uh some sections that are very very much unused and very very vast vast woods and they have a lot a lot of grounds between it being a university and major hospital and dormitories and different clinics and and a lot of things. And I think a lot of people don't realize how far their property uh, extends. And it might scare some people as well because it, it, it does butt up against some residentials and, you know, maybe some of the places that people frequent like the hospital or, or the school. But, that is where um, 
one of those encounters happened. Actually, it's where the whole thing started. Uh, I was bluff charged there, and that's where I I pulled my blade and silly, you know, I, I don't know why I thought a knife was going to do something in that situation. Looking back, hindsight 2020, and uh, I made my way to the road. I was trying to get to the road where there was those, it was that long, long street that went back there uh, with nothing but woods on both sides. And it had street lights on it, though. So in the pitch black, it kind of felt like it was safe. And I remember it backfiring because as soon as I got onto the road, I, I, I had this half a second of feeling safe before I turned around and noticed that the eyes were, were looking at me and they could see me even better now because I'd kind of just put myself on display like uh, a mannequin at Macy's or something. Yeah, they had to be awfully creepy seeing the street lights and the streets and these big buildings, but they weren't in use. So, yeah, probably did give you a false sense of security. Right. Those few buildings that are brand new up in the front there are multi-million dollar buildings. And then you come all the way into the back and it's just, it's probably a good mile or two of woods before you get to this section. And nobody really knows it's back there. It, it looks like it's all an off-limits area. It's got a guard booth and it has a turnaround point which makes you look like you're forced to turn around. Um, but if you do push through all that stuff, and uh, I found it by accident originally by walking. I just was walking through the woods. I didn't know where I was until I hit the back and said, whoa, where, where am I? You know what I mean? And I had to find my way back and kind of that's when I learned. But uh, other than that, you know, I don't think I would have ever originally done it with my vehicle either. I would have been deterred by all the signs and the turnarounds and the no trespassings and the and the everything that they have along the way if you're in a vehicle. But being me being on foot, off trail, not knowing, you know, where I was going, it didn't phase me at the time. It does sound like an awfully creepy place after dark. That's for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. When you saw that dog man at Kings Park Psychiatric Center before going down into the fishbowl, it sounds to me like you weren't bothered by seeing that dog man. Is that accurate? So I wasn't I wasn't necessarily sure 100% if, if what I saw was what I saw. And uh, I sure, and I really, really sure knew I got it on footage. And I really, more than anything, Vic, did not want to go to the edge of the top of it and risk it being there to like maybe rip me down into there um so yeah i continued to go the other way and kind of pretended like you know i was i was almost pretending like i didn't see it as not to draw attention when you went the other direction did you ever get the impression it was trying to follow you um no i i don't think i did too much um, um i've become very good at kind of uh shaking things off and like putting this kind of like protective shell over myself as much as you do this you have to you have to kind of learn to shake things off quick and adapt quickly and 
learn not to show any fear, but also not let your guard down. So more or less, I'm making the best decisions to make it home safely. Being that it didn't do anything threatening and being that I didn't see it the whole time I was down in there, but it was down in there. I figured it didn't really want much out of me, except maybe to keep an eye on me and wondered why I went through its area. So my thought process was to kind of go the long way around and kind of get up out of there. And, I, you know, whether it was watching me or not, I, I'm sure it was. I, I don't have a doubt in my mind, but there was no, like, sense of, like, it was stalking me or anything like that. It might not have been stalking you, but I bet good money it did follow you and wanted to keep an eye on you. If you'd like to be able to listen to the show without ads and have full access to bonus content, that's an option. To find out how, please go to dogmanencounters.com forward slash podcast. Let's talk about that sighting you had at Montauk now. I didn't think that there were all that many trees in that Montauk area, but I could be wrong. Do they have many forests? I know, I know. It's a very uh, misunderstood area. Camp Hero, I believe, is, uh, man, I want to say it's, I know the Pine Barrens are 100,000 acres. I forget how big Camp Hero is, but I want to say that might be 100,000 acres itself, too. I might be wrong. I might be shooting over high with that. I'd have to check my numbers, but there's a, that Camp Hero itself has a lot of woods. That's a great big state park. Then there's Shadmore. Um, I believe there's Hither Hills as well. And it, it is a very, very heavily wooded area. There's a lot, a lot of hiking trails. As long as you can deal with the bluffs up and down and uh, it, it's not mountain hiking, right? It's not hard because a lot of it's similar to like a flat land, but a lot of the trails have sand under your feet and it really, it, it makes it harder to hike than, than a hard ground. And, uh, it, it really puts a good workout on you, like in a different way than just hiking a mountain trail or hiking with a solid ground. So yeah, but there is a lot out there. It's just not very, our hiking trails aren't very sought after, I should say. Huh? Yeah, listening to you describe how that area is, it sounds like it's totally different than I pictured it. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. To improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you think the dogman you saw there that was up against that log was doing that because it was trying to hide from you or because it was stalking you? That's a great question. I, I suppose that's speculation again, right? Mind you, I was going there to, uh, when I go, I do, I go in search of these things and I put out a certain vibration. So, uh, trying to attract them, you know, trying to attract the otherworldly, if you will. And, uh, sometimes these other things come back and they, it gets their attention too. And it's not necessarily something that I, I look for, but it's also something that I, I'm expecting. I'm expecting other things to kind of poke their head up and look and say, well, who's this guy coming through here uh, vibrating at this frequency? And who kind of knows how to get on our level? Like, who is this guy? And I I assume that they're going to poke their head out and take a look. Sometimes I do think that they are just really stalking humans. And they they truly are. And they want to see what we're about. Maybe, um, you know, maybe they have a interest in us where we are something that they want to take out as far as a food source. Uh, but that to me, that would be all speculation. I really don't have any solid answers. And I try not to let that fear side of things, even though as much as I've been through, as much as I've seen and as much as I can take in a bad way and really just want to hide from all of them and and forever and hold this fear uh, of them, I also want to like learn how to show a respect and, and understand it if possible. And while Dogman not, might not be my prime interest, they're right there. You know, they're right there and they're really growing on me as far as interest goes, because I'm very amazed by them as a whole. Like, how did it become? How did it become that they were part dog, part man? How are they there living right amongst us? How are they just getting by and what are they doing? What are they eating? How are they not getting seen by more people? You know, and I do have people that come and report things to me, and I I do do wish that they would more people would come forward. But um, the fact of the matter is, I see them so often that I can't imagine there's not more people bumping into them. As far as do I think it was stalking me and following me? I don't think so on that particular occasion. I think I just kind of saw it. I think I just kind of caught it off guard and like saw it where it was. Um, maybe it was resting. Maybe it was uh, just hanging out in that particular area. Uh, but again, I'm just speculating. It's very hard to say. A lot of people out there would answer those questions you just posed by saying that they're demonic beings. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think they're demonic. Um, you know. <laughs> Demonic beings, uh, I, I, I have a big protection around me, and it's a white light protection, and uh, I, I have this 
you know, thing in my back pocket that I say, oh, you know, that's always ready to go. Because when I tell you right now, when you come across these things, you better have something recited. That is, if you want to say a prayer or something, you better have something ready in your back pocket that's recited and prepared. Because you are, when it happens, it's going to, do, 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 do. you're not going to. Uh, you know, and I'm an ex-soldier. You're not ready for that. There's nothing that can prepare you for it. So muscle memory is the best weapon. And as much as I keep around me and, uh, you know, healing white light and energy and positive stuff, um, and they still come close and, and stay near, and I wouldn't categorize them as demonic at all, and not even a little bit, but uh, definitely something to keep your eye on. Uh, I don't know if I would say they're a safe thing or, you know, don't or let your guard around them that they're not um, something that can be unpredictable and can come after you. But I think they just have their lives and they're just doing their thing. They're, they're on the hunt and uh, they hunt amongst us, you know, and. If we were on the menu and they were demonic and wanted to do a lot more terrible, evil things, then I, I, I think we would have a lot more reports of that. That makes two of us. Let's move on to the encounters you told us about on episode 478 now. When you had your first encounter in the Pine Barrens, did you go out there looking for dogmen or Sasquatch that time? <laughs> I'm going back a long way, right? And I, I had tunnel vision back then. <laughs> I thought everything was a Bigfoot, right? And, you know, people have been coming to me occasionally and saying, Mike, there's a lot of stuff out there. Like, you got to understand, Mike, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I'm like, no, like, it's not like that. You know, I seen a Bigfoot. And everything I saw that didn't belong, it was a Bigfoot. And that's what Long Island Bigfoot was. Bigfoot, 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 right? Everything was Bigfoot. Till I realized how much is out there. And that particular time was one of those, you know, uh, welcome mats of Dogman. And I could not put the tunnel vision on Sasquatch because Dogman that day made itself very well known. So my, to answer your question, I was not looking for dogman. I, I always like to look for uh, analogies or metaphors, whatever you want to say, symbolism. So you have, uh, I believe you have areas where these Sasquatch, dogman, rake. I don't even like to say all these things names because I don't like to bring them into my world. But there's stuff out there. And I think they like to all do their own thing. And they all have their own little ways and their own little lives. But I also think that there's what I call cryptid community areas where similar to like an African safari show where David Attenborough is um, narrating and he's showing the lion herd over here and the elephant herd over there and the gazelles on that side and the, the baboons are, and the cheetah is in the tree, and, you know, the wild boars are here, and the zebras are over there. But guess what? They all have common ground on some level. And they have to come into these areas, like the watering hole. 
And I do think in some cryptid and elemental world, there is something like that. You know, it's like the watering hole. And I don't care what your beliefs are, whether it be a uh, just a watering hole or whether it be a portal or whether it be something different. I believe there's areas where they are in a collective more so and in some areas where they are spread out. Pine Barrens is one of those places where all bets are off and it's just a mixed bag of everything. And a lot of the things out there, I think, are more or less not used. They are more used to not being around humans. So when a human does come through, and a human comes by himself, no less, I left myself pretty open to that encounter. When you think back about the bolt of fear that you felt when you first saw those dogmen in the Pine Barrens, how did that compare to the fear that you felt when you saw a Sasquatch for the first time? Very similar, I guess. Uh, but it was on such a lesser scale. The Sasquatch, when I first saw him, I I dropped to the ground and cried like a baby and screamed. And uh, I was not ready. That was the first thing I ever seen. Anything like that, I was not ready. And uh, when the dogmen were that day in the Pine Barrens, when they were making their moves, it was it was almost like it wasn't enough to register because they were going so fast and they were, at the time, I didn't understand the distraction methods that they used and it was working. So when they would get me to look left, I would, and they would move on the right and vice versa and so on and so forth. And it was very tactical, you know, and again, I'm a military guy, so I know tactics and they out tactic the crap out of me. And it was very, very, you know, I was outdone. I was very, very outdone. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, I have no other better way to put it to you, Vic, is that they were a unit. And uh, that's what kind of made me fear the most was 
how outmatched I was and how I had no chance but to hopefully be able to backpedal out before they, you know, made their move. And of course, as you guys know, this is when I believe I seen the Sasquatch show up and it was I started to get telepathic messages to go, to go, to go. And they were gonna it seemed like they were holding them off, kinda sending them off for the moment or for whatever reason, because when you see this big thing show up, it was almost like they kind of submitted to it for the moment, but it was like uh, like say say you're you own a bunch of hunting dogs and they're they're not necessarily trained right by you but but there's a rabbit running around in circles in front of them and and you're telling them sit stay sit stay sit stay there's only so long before you know one of them's gonna jump like the uh, offensive line on the New York Giants and and get an offensive you know and then the rest are gonna go. And that's what I think I, w- I was dealing with. That's kind of what it was. But I was, I was the recipient. Well, it goes without saying, I sure hope that's not what was going on and what would have happened if you would have stayed a second longer. But I guess we're never going to know. You told us about the guy who asked you to take him out with you and you researched in the Barrens. How sure were you that he was going to be able to keep his composure, though, if things went sideways? On that particular time, he um, he he was ready to come out, and he was very willing to come out, and I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I was very ignorant back then, too. But I did know that there was a lot of stomping going on, and he was uh, just... I, I have a certain methodical way I go about, uh, almost as if I'm in somebody's house. I, I don't step on certain things. I try not to you know go too far off trail if I do. I very, very uh, similar to Native Americans. You know, I, I even if it's telepathically, I ask every tree I pass for permission to pass and every branch and leaf I go under, you know, thank you for letting me pass through safely. And I appreciate you. And, you know, it's nature's home. And when I'm in it, I want to be part of it and not be separated from it. And, and this particular guy was uh, banging around quite a bit and doing some very abrasive things and when we were leaving um that's when you know the what sounded like those packs of dogs were coming and i knew it was time to go and when i seen the things going up the eyes go up and down those couple times i think his composure was very well kept because he didn't understand the severity of what was going on Most people maybe I think would have been very afraid and wanted to get out of there with a, with a sense of urgency and move with a sense of purpose. But I, I I think he was more or less uh, excited about it, you know, and, and didn't realize the risks that were at hand until the point where I had to literally just say like, we need to go and you need to get in front of me. And I started to feel very responsible. You know, I felt responsible for a life that might not come out of those woods. I know what I sign on for, but it's it's another thing to have other people out there with you. It, it, can, it can be very nerve-wracking, because if something happens to them, how do you walk around with that, you know? One thing's for sure, Mike, you don't frighten easily, do you? 
<laughs> I I hear that quite often. I, I get startled easily. Let's put it that way. Like if a, if a cat jumps out of the, you know in the movie, you know the scary one, like that part scares me. You know what I mean? But like I'm very about my wits and I know my surroundings and things like that. So I am. I do get startled, I guess. But as far as um, being frightened, yeah, I don't get frightened easily. You know. I'd say you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty clear. Speaking of that, a lot of people listening are probably wondering why in the heck you'd go back out looking for dog men after having that experience where one was possibly breathing in your face. Why did you? Oh, well, trauma. There's two types of people. One that goes and never never goes back in, and then one that has to go back in and get answers, right? And the only reason I started going back to those particular places was to go through my trauma, right? I had to go back there. Uh, it would have haunted me. It would have haunted me forever if I didn't go back and go into that same area again and see that nothing happened that time. And that's that was my way of healing. I learned that, you know, to heal through trauma, you have to go right back through it. That's not step one, but it's part of it. And I guess I somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> I guess I'm a little bit crazy, you know, but... But I enjoy it. It's my passion. I feel like I have purpose again. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of people that I, I think really can do the boots on the ground. And being that I have this ability and fortitude, I guess, <laughs> I do enjoy it. I like it. I like it. It's my thing. I already liked you a lot before you started talking about these experiences. But the more you talk, the more I like you. I like you even more. So I'm <laughs> impressed. I am. What you said kind of ties us into this next question. After having more than one encounter with these guys with dogmen, where you had serious doubts about the odds of you living through the experience, has there ever been a time when you've wanted to go into the woods but couldn't due to your fear of them? Yes, of course. People laugh at me when uh, I would I would go camping, right? And uh, I started camping like. For instance, uh, at campgrounds. And then uh, I started to break out a little bit and start to go, you know, into areas that were close to my vehicle. And then I started to eventually work my way out. But I was saying I'm practicing for when I have to go out. People kind of like giggle, like, what are you practicing camping? And I'm like, I'm practicing camping because I know that these cryptids are there and i know that they tend to flock to me some for some reason some way somehow right and it's not always the ones i'm looking for so right now i'm kind of practicing and again that muscle memory kind of building up my gall building up my ability to be able to sit out there and know what could be basically you you kind of look like uh, the fish tank at night. You know when you, you cut off the lights in your house and you got your fish light on in your tank? Um, when you're in a campfire in the middle of a mountain, uh, that's what you look like to the you know everything out there. It's like they're walking around their house and you're like the little fish tank all lit up. And like, you know, they probably walk by and tap the glass, to, you know, or like, you know, basically throw a rock in or do something. Again, I'm trying to make some kind of similarity here, but, you know, there isn't always one. But there have been also times where, you know, I've been scared to go out there, so I had to practice. And then there were times where I've been scared to go out there because 
I just felt like I wasn't supposed to, just in general, you know, and I have to respect that sometimes. And I used to not. And that's when I would seem to get into trouble is when I would push through like a stubborn human and say, well, you know, just, you know, strut my stuff. Well, you know what? I drove this far and I came here and I'm going to go in because I, you know, that's what I was going to do today. But a lot of times there's a gut instinct or like something like I call it like the reverse magnet. You know, when there's a magnet you put together and it clocks together and then there's, you know, you flip them around and they boom, 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 they won't touch. It feels like something like that to me. And it's it, you could feel it in your stomach. And it's very guttural. And those are usually the times where it's it's not really fear, but there's something there saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I hope that answers the question. That does answer the question. Back to the other question I asked you a bit ago about them possibly being demonic beings. Do you think maybe there might be something to that possibly? If they've got the ability to project that feeling on you that you shouldn't be in an area when a normal flesh and blood animal can't do that. Do you think there might be something behind that, or do you think it's something else still? Oh no, I I I know a deer's looking at me. Like I, even a deer. Like I I can tell you right now, I can feel a deer looking at me, and I can turn, and I know something's looking at me, and I turn, and there'll be a deer with its eyes locked on me. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I don't think it's a demonic thing, uh, is what I'm getting at. I think that they... There's more of a empathic and a telepathic than most people are in tune with. And um, I've always been empathic, but like the telepathy thing has become something new to me. So I'm kind of working my way through it. Um, but uh, I practice Reiki as well, which is like life energy. And uh, I vibrate at these certain frequencies. So things are very easy to reach me. So I think that's how they get to me. You know, I think that's how they reach me, but I don't think there's anything demonic about it. You know, if there was, 
I don't think I'd be sitting here calmly talking to you. I'd be doing something demonic, you know? And, uh, you know, I'd be like, I, I don't know, you know? I, I, demonic's a very, very deep, deep thing. And it's, it's just something that's thrown out there like way too often. Perhaps, as uh, in my opinion, at least, like just similar like to being attacked. Like I'm trying to be very cautious about how I portray this story because I am sitting here intact. So I wasn't attacked necessarily, right? So they're very misunderstood, you know, very, very misunderstood, I think. And the more understanding we can get on them, the more better. But I'm not going to sell nobody a horror story or a demon story because that's not what someone I know. I like the way you think. Are you normally armed when you go out looking for them, Mike? No, no, not at all. I do like to have like some something non-lethal nearby. I, I usually leave it in the car, but uh, if, if I do feel like I near, I need like a pepper spray or something for if I'm in the middle of the mountains by myself. But more or less, I, you know, I've been trained in 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 a lot of different ways. Uh, we won't get into that because I'm not trying to like sound like i don't want to sound like a tough guy but i'm more concerned about humans uh than anything and i i can handle myself pretty much with humans and if it comes to a shoot you know a gun down you know if it comes down to 10 paces or something like that and shoot i'm not doing that anyways but um yeah i i see what weapons do i see what guns do and i'm not knocking it i'm not saying that you shouldn't carry if you want to carry carry that you that's your right you know i more power to you but um i do not know and um i've seen what they can do and uh yeah it's just not for me i i and i think a lot of times that's why i don't get such a negative reaction either too so is they know that i think a lot of them know that i don't have uh gunpowder on me you're probably right about that. I don't know how they do it, but they definitely seem to know if you have a gun on you or not. If they're not demonic beings, what do you think it is that they get out of tormenting you and other eyewitnesses the way they do? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe they're just bored, you know? Maybe, like, I, I'm an only child, but I... I'll tell you, like, I, I like messing with my son, you know? I like messing with my kids, I'm sure older brothers and older sisters love to torment their little brothers and little sisters. Maybe it's their fun. You know what I mean? Maybe like they're just sitting there and they don't have much to do. And then they see the human come by and they're like, oh, like we had to look at this guy. Look how scared he is. You know, like, let's go, let's, let's go, you know, shake his world up even worse. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to believe him anyway. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That might be what's going on in their heads. Although, I don't think we would sleep very well if we actually did know what was going on in their heads half the time. Yeah, one day, one day, hopefully, they'll, uh, they'll just come out and tell us. Yeah, don't hold your breath on that. You've had encounters with Sasquatch, Dogmen, and even a rake, Mike. Do you think they're drawn to you, or do you think those encounters you've had with all these cryptids are just dumb luck? Uh, a little mixed combination, I guess. You know, I, I think I was meant for this. I was kind of, uh, some people, I, I don't want to sound like Neo from the Matrix, but like, you know, people say like, oh, you're the chosen one. And like, it's like, I, I'm, a cho I'm a chosen one, I think. Yeah. 
so I had a traumatic brain injury in combat and that and and it, it really knocked everything back to you know like the reset button and I think at that given point I was able to receive like these new things you know like it was almost like that's that's just my theory I think all the brainwashing and everything that was involved with me before that was kind of knocked loose and uh i i had never prescribed to anything really in life and like it's because i always felt like there was more and i always felt like somebody wasn't telling me something and i i always felt like there was just more there had to be something more and i always would say it there's got to be more to this nine to five and politics and people be like you gotta vote why like what difference does it make like they're gonna you know what i mean like it was it just wasn't for me and when i found this world this world that's right here next to ours the one that in fairy tale books the one in sci-fi movies the one that intrigued me was real and even if it was just to the extent of one of those things the Sasquatch, I was like rejuvenated and reborn into the point where I had a purpose again. And it was like, wow, this is actually amazing. Like, I love being out here. I love these woods. Like, I love the water. You know, I just went and did something with Champ. Lake Champlain because I just love all that stuff. You know, I love it all. I love the I love the excitement of what might be there. And the fact that I've had the chance to see it, I don't feel cursed or a demonic thing came and attached to me or something setting me up for some like slaughter or something. I think I'm blessed. I feel really honored and really blessed and really privileged. And the fact that I get to sit here and share it, you know, obviously the dogman stuff, Vic, was very scary to me. And it was scary in that moment. But I want to tell people about it because I wasn't harmed. You know what I mean? I wasn't harmed. So whatever we take away from this, we take away from it. And that's up to you. That's your God-given right. You, you, can, you can do whatever you want. You could take away from this whatever you want. You could look at me and say, Mike, you're dead wrong, man. Like, you missed everything on that. And this is the way I see it. And that's up to you. I, I totally respect that. Or you could look at me and say, Mike, I totally agree with the way you said it. And I, I respect that, too. And that's that's all right as people is to, is to view it the way we want to view it. But perception has a lot to do with a lot. Yes, it does. You know what they say, perception is reality. Considering all the research you do in the field, Mike, what end goal are you working toward or do you just do it for the thrill of it? If I can help one person a day, one person a week, I'm happy. I do it somewhat for both reasons. Like, it's a beautiful thing for me. I do film a lot. I do include people a lot. But there is a side where I do things privately and on my own accord. And it, again, like, I travel and, like, I do these different things. And I, I get phone calls and I get texts from people. What do you think this means? What do you think that is? And And, you know, sometimes... 
you know, maybe 75% of the time I have had an experience where that's happened. And I can tell them, hey, well, this is what I think, you know, or this is what happened to me and this is what I think I got from that. But I also make sure I let them know it's probably personal. You know, it probably, the answer probably lies within you. Um, You were the only one that was there for it. So it's very important to let people take their own path and journey and see things through their own eyes. But yeah, for me, it's personal and I love it, but there are a lot of people that can't get out there and I'm a disabled veteran myself. I'm just able to move around a little bit. So I understand that there's a lot of people out there who, who can't get out in the woods or don't want to necessarily, or there's other people who have seen something and just kind of want to like go and see what it looks like for someone who's seen one and then continues to go out and and check it out and i have all types of people from all different walks of life from all different places of the earth and you know as you know you know that's how it is having a youtube channel okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Different people are interested in different things. And um, what I do is raw and uncut footage majority of the time. Because I want to take people from step one to the last step so that you can see how it went all the way along the way. You know what I mean? And I show you exactly what I saw and and how I look at it and, and what I'm thinking in that moment and why I zoomed in on that and what I thought I might have been. And, and if we do and when we do see something, how do we react in that moment? And, how, you know, how long did it take to get there? How close were we? Did it happen right away? Were we out there for a while before it showed face? You know, there's a lot of data in there to be looked at. I think I have over 2000 videos now. So one day a doctor or father time is going to tell me, hey, you're done here, kid. And you can't, you know, you can't walk no more. You can't go no more. You got to stop and sit down. And when that day comes, that's when I'll really, really delve into my own footage again. But, you know, for now, it's, you know, it's my passion. It's it's very, uh, it's what I like to do with my time. Got to tell you, Mike, when the day does come that marks the end of your days out in the woods and nights out in the woods looking for these guys, that really is going to be a sad day. I hate the idea that that's coming, but like you just said, unfortunately, you know it is. Yeah, it happens for everybody. At some, yeah, every basketball player, you know, every you know, like LeBron, at some point, right? He's had a great career, but pretty soon, a doctor or something, you know, is going to tell him, 
hey, hang up your shoes, buddy. And it ha- it's just, it's the way the world works. You know, you can only go for so long, but we all have purpose and we all have our, our parts to play. And right now this is mine. So I go hard as I can while I can. And I'm glad to see that you're doing that too. That's great. On episode 83 of my paranormal themed show called My Paranormal Experience, you told us about the two rake encounters you've had. All things considered, if you had to have an encounter with one or the other, would you rather have an encounter with a dogman or a rake? Oh, dogman. Even though dogmen are a lot bigger and a lot scarier looking, I think they uh, they have more of a pack mentality. If I had to guess, they have families. Um, they have... Similar to wolves, I, I'm only speculating, but I'd say similar to wolves, they have like, you know, an alpha and they have some kind of order, you know, and uh, some kind of caste system or, or chain of command, or, you know, maybe families and pups, right? People have seen pups. Um, I, I think the rake is, I don't know what it is, but I think it's a solo thing out there that's just, trying to get by and we'll do what it's got to do so i'd rather see a dog man any day that's how i figured you would answer but i thought i'd ask anyway you touched on this a bit ago mike you've got your own podcast please tell us about it and how we can listen to it thank you it's called long on bigfoot on youtube it's uh it's pretty much me walking around doing my thing um i take people along I do a lot of live streams, including the uh, subscribers, and try to speak with them one-on-one and see where their heads are at about things and, and really like get their feedback and let them be involved as much as possible. Um, I do do some... Sometimes I have guests on. Uh, you were a guest of mine once uh, briefly, uh, recently, I mean, which was a, a great, great time. And I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I, anybody, I think that the people who are subscribed to me, if they, if I see somebody or come across somebody that I think they should know about, then I try to bring them in so that they can meet them and see them and then, you know, go find the good places out there. Because there is a lot of, um, we won't mm, get negative, but there's, there's fluff. And then there's people who work and put in real time and effort and, uh, I like to find those places and help people find those places. This being one of them. <laughs> I sure hope you never change, Mike, because like I said, you're a great guy. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, you know, work in progress, right? <laughs> Aren't we all, though? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference from the rest of us. That's right. Well, it's about time for us to get out of here, Mike, but before we do, do you have any closing comments you'd like to share? <laughs> Uh, no, you know, if, um, you know, if you need anything ever, you know, and anybody just reach out to me. Um, I'm, I'm easy to find. And, uh, Vic is one of the best guys I've ever met. You know, there's, there's not too many really, really genuine people out there on YouTube. And that's just the way it is. Right. But, you know, you guys, whoever's here, you're in the right place especially for dogman so um i'm just happy that they're here you know whoever's listening to this god bless you and have, have a wonderful night <laughs>
thank you for listening to me and allowing me to be here. And this has been healing for me as well. So I appreciate you guys. Well, you know, we've been so happy to have you on and sharing all these experiences. And we're so glad to hear that this has been a positive experience for you. And that goes two ways. If I can ever help you out in the future, then please do let me know. And for the listeners, if you'd like to check out Mike's YouTube channel, which I highly recommend that you do, Long Island Bigfoot, you can find a link to it in the description for tonight's show. But having said that, thanks again so much for coming on and sharing those experiences with us, Mike. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks again so much and have a great night. <laughs>